This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend of football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. The early part of this podcast contains discussion of sexual assault and domestic violence. If you don't wish to listen, you can skip forward to the next topic in the show notes. If you are someone you know is experiencing domestic violence in any form, we have included some resources in the description of this episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Righty's House, hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about the Mason Greenwood case. Um, then we're going to move on to the transfer window. Some stuff about my chat with Leah Galton. We're going to give flowers to following Balogun after his midweek hat-trick. And then, a little bit of parenting stress. And my guests are Jeanette Kwashi and Flo Lloyd Hughes. The man and the girl there. Wagwan. What's happening, ladies? <sighs> I mean, I'm so pleased. I Jeanette's like when that's been, the ladies. been through it She's this week. Under Why, it, man? My man? Sis. Why is nothing ever like straightforward in my life? What happened, Jin? This, this Tuesday, I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out. Did it come all of a sudden, or did you know no, this was I've happening? No, I've known for a while, so I've got two taken out. But it's the bottom left one that is absolutely killing me. Look at my face. Okay. It look, you look Let fine. You're not lying to me. You're not like, thriving. Whole, nah, man. My whole left side of my face is just massive. But it was the drugs that I they gave me. I can see some jaw bones. Yes. Was she? Jo- <laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> my face is massive. But it was the drugs. So you know, is they that like, what it is? Yeah, they said, you know, they sedate you. They put you yeah. in the, My sister picked me up, put me in a taxi. She had to go with me because apparently yeah. I was talking some mad oh, stuff. No. I'd have loved to have been <laughs> no, on that. Someone should have talking some mad stuff. And I stole, apparently, there was sriracha sauce in the back of the Uber. Hot sauce. I took it out. I asked the Uber driver if I, if I could take it and took it into my house. Is it in your, is it in your house right now? I got now? it in the house. And I said to her, why was there sriracha sauce in, in the Uber, <laughs> in the back of the Uber? Mm. Like, why was it accessible? She said, apparently someone left it there. I've got in the taxi mm. and I'm talking to the guy, taking it out and gone to bed. And I was like, what? Oh, you was messed <laughs> Guys, up on that. Messed that was up. Meds. Like, I would never have, amnesia, deep amnesia. <laughs> I don't even remember any of this. And she showed me videos. I was like, oh my days. Yeah, there was a video you put in the group that yeah, was really good. My eyes, you I was were doing like, waves. it almost like you were on holiday doing a selfie, like, yeah. With me, with my no. girl. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> cadet. Absolutely mad. But no, never ever, I'm not doing any more dental work. It's enough. Is that done now? I'm done. I'm finished. My mouth is hurting me. 
I need proper painkillers. What is this? Paracetamol, Smarties. There's nothing. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Cowpole. That's my little random. You, know, you, see, you see the oh. thing with the. I gotta, I've got to tell my story about. I used to just drink cowpole. That is not good. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah. It's funny because well, I give it to the... as a kid or an adult? No, as an adult when I used to have to it give the girls really a little bit. It does nice though. And you know what it was? Because like, you know when you first start to give them the, the, the medicine and they don't want to do it. So I've done it myself. And I, why don't I just act like I was taking it? I actually took cowpaw. <laughs> sugar syrup. I love to... It's yummy though. Oh, it's really good. Bad, man. Stop, I, yeah, sugar. Man. I'm serious. Hey, like we don't condone drugs on this. We thing. don't. We don't condone Only drugs. Only for the relief of pain. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So before we start, you know, Mason Greenwood mm. and everything about that. I think that what's happening is with this and what's becoming apparent, especially when it comes down to sports men, is process. Clubs and other organisations and governing bodies don't quite know how to manage or handle it in those situations. So like for someone like Greenwood, it's interesting because but the process was all, it was back to front. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel there has to be, for the girl, yeah. there has to be an element of protection on that end for her. We all know cases of DV, any case that's against women, notoriously, they're hardly ever convicted. So for clubs and for, for governing bodies, they need to look at how they manage these situations in future. Mm-hmm. It, is, it all seems to be so ad hoc. Yeah. And, you know, his, his case is not exclusive. We've okay. seen it time and time again mm-hmm. over the years. We had it recently with Benjamin Mendy at Manchester City. And there's another case ongoing that we can't talk about and the media can't talk about. So... It is extremely frustrating, I think, because like you said, Jeanette, it is symptomatic of a wider culture mm-hmm. in society and what exists at the moment around sexual assault, mm. rape, experiences of domestic violence is mm. that victims are not protected. And no. I'm sure lots of people have seen the stats, but in 2022, last year, there was an all-time high of amount of rapes recorded by police, but we're still only, I think, at a conviction rate of about 1%. or 1% to 2% will see prosecution and then conviction is even lower so prosecution is actually getting it getting to there. court one to two percent one to two percent the problem i've got with it is that why does it always have to come down to the the woman or the family this is where the cps come in yeah. surely yeah that should be the cps's job and that should be yeah. the court's job i've what i find so sickening is i made the mistake and i've I've talked to ian before about don't look in the comments of pieces and we yeah, had that conversation with yeah. in the comments what I find most sickening is the way that this completely twists a lot of men in society's minds around victims, mm. around reporting yeah. sexual violence, around everything. And the fact that Great, Great, Greater Manchester Police had the audacity to say, oh, but please, you know, don't view this case as a reason not to come forward when you've experienced these things. All these victims are being failed and it only creates this more misogynistic society. Yeah. And we see with, I don't even want to name the social media influencers and YouTubers that are harming young people's minds yeah. right now. Everything is all coming to the surface and that's a, this is a symptom of all of that. It's because yeah. these people are portrayed as, you know, people that have had um, 
the 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 society, you know, framing them and everything mm. like that. It's like it's, it's like they're blaming. Oh, it's not us. It's, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I just don't. I, I, it makes you just think, right? Well, what is the solution to this? Because the this you is said, only no, going to no, keep no, happening and happening yeah, and happening flow. and happening. You said, what's the solution to it? The CPS and the justice system is supposed to be the solution to this. I just feel for the victims. Yeah. I think what it just proves again is, and we spoke about with the John Yem situation, is that football right now is co- is a, is a culture and a and a ecosystem where people are constantly reminded of their trauma mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You have to watch people live out that and day to day, whether it's on in the dugout or on the pitch, and it needs to end. Mm-hmm. And you need it needs to, that needs to also impact society. Is listen to victims, protect victims, support victims. And bring bring to justice what they need because it's exhausting and it's fucking horrible. Transfer window, man. Woo-hoo. I was with a guy yesterday, a Chelsea fan, and exactly what Chelsea fans do, as soon as we take him, yeah, but we don't want him no more. <laughs> that was the vibe. And, and you know what? But the fact is, is that it's the way that they kind of like move him on like Jorginho yeah, ain't nothing. Yeah, don't do that. You know? Jorginho coming for 18 months <clears throat> is like a, an unbelievable signing and an unbelievable player to go into that dress, that particular dressing room in this moment. But what I was intrigued about was the discourse on the timeline because I felt like the, the Arsenal Twitter and Arsenal fans were very split on this signing. You have to look like what right you just said about the dressing mm. room at the time. Like, and for me right now... Why can't people see the vision? Do you know what I mean? There's a vision there. You know, people have sat down, they've worked out what this player is going to bring right now in this moment. But it's the fans, they just, they, you know, if, if it's not exciting enough, they don't want it. But it's, it's, a, it's a bargain. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bargain. And I think it's, it's a good, it's a shrewd investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably, if, like, you know, the, the most positive thing is that yeah. there's, not, there's not a lot of pressure on it to fix any problems yeah. or be the signing that changes everything and wins Honestly, them in the league. It's just a yeah, nice It's a one to come in flow. Extra. We're talking about two players that we've ended up with that could probably come into our side right now in this moment, which I can't understand that some Arsenal fans can't understand, and help that young team. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't put it all on people like, uh, on people like Jesus and, and Zinchenko because they've won stuff. Of course, and you see them leading from the front, but... Jorginho coming in as well. Experience. It's like we've almost landed upon these two sign-ins and they're probably exactly what we needed. Exactly. I also think it's a, it's a massive shift with, with Trossard and Jorginho from desperately needing players to plug a gap to a few nice-to-haves. That's yeah. a luxury in itself to know that these, these players aren't going to have the pressure of starting every week, but they're going to be very important reinforcements that, in the Trossard, squad and on the bench. But Trossard is going to be a player Trust, I don't give me, um, I'm, I'm squad player. But you need to feel like your yeah. place is up for grabs. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's the energy. You need to be looking over your shoulder. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I feel for these guys coming in now, that's the perfect way to do it. Because sometimes you get too relaxed, especially if you're in a position where you're top of the league, everything's going really, really well. You don't want to get complacent. You need that constant edge to be able to say, mm. right, okay, you know what? At any given moment, my spot is up for grabs. And that's the energy that we need in the squad right now. And the thing is, is even with that guy, the Chelsea guy, because like... I- Mudrick. Yeah. You don't no. even say his name. No, we talk Who? about the man he worked with, with yesterday. Oh, you can't say. get over it's it. Like, no, no, no. The thing is, because You're like, if Chelsea get all those players that yeah. they brought together, because let's let's face it, um, they're they're very good players, players that they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. And if 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 Graham Potter can like get that working, 
Chelsea going to be a classic problem? Can he do it though? I hope I, don't so. know. I hope so for his sake. Yeah, because it just feels to me like, you know, somebody's like trying to, somebody's trying to fix his cool, his cool trainer box there. With my, People keep frying in more trainer yeah, box. And he's, he he's oh my God, where am I put this? Where am yeah. I put this? It feels like this kind of vibe. Just quickly about, have yeah. you seen Gabby? Gabby. Gabby Martin. Oh, oh yeah, you want to talk about the I just video. wanted to say how happy I, I am. To, he's signed, he's signed you know what I mean? Because he's one of those, we need them all signing, but yeah. to see him sign, see his nice little, you see it on Twitter. Yeah, and he's talking about, you know, walking through yeah. the town love, and the, the love. love that he gets. But you know what? It's good because I feel that if you're a player and you're going to a club where it feels like family, it feels like home, mm. then perfect for you. You're only going to do that. And especially at that age as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're still quite green to it. You ain't been hard and too tough by all the, the rubbish that goes on and he feels quite comfortable and a happy player is a good player, right? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Aww. 2027 the deals until. I'm so happy with that. Mm-hmm. No eight he, years he, there. He, he's, <laughs> he's somebody that we, um, for, if we are going to go forward and offer the back of this season, fingers crossed and continue to try and stay amongst the elite of this league People like him have to be there yeah, for a while 100%. to do that for us. Did you watch the, the transfer deadline documentary on Sky? Yes. Yeah, it it's, was it was stressful. It, I was sweating while watching it you because know I was getting secondhand stress. Yeah. You know what I you know what I got from it? Um it's the way what was it? I think it's the appender deal. Do you know that one? How the agent was very much on him to no, you gotta go and make this happen. Yeah. You know You've gotta walk into that yeah, yeah. meeting and say, so, I'm going. Again, this is one of the situations where the agents, they do all their start in respects of trying to get the deal done and you but then it always will come back on the player to have to go and do the bit what upsets the club, upsets the fans. Mm-hmm. It was like a little bit uncomfortable. But it was really interesting looking at that because all the players, all the stakeholders that are involved in particular footballers, like who was the mum? Oh, Appenders yeah. Mum. And it's really interesting just seeing how involved she yeah. was. And I thought, right, if that was my son, mm. I'd, you know, you, you want to be there involved like that. But then is it too much? Do you mm. know what I mean? Because she wouldn't even let that, she wouldn't even let him speak more no. time. Like, yeah, she, she was talking on his behalf. And I thought, there are so many stakeholders involved in the future of the players. But what was interesting also, that particular agent, <laughs> when he was showing him the contract and he showed him the money mm. and everyone was went quiet because they were like, look, this is a lot of money. Yeah. The mum even put her head in her hand. She, she said, wow. Yeah. And this is, that's the reality. And then she said a prayer. She said a prayer. And then, I'll be praying and then, too. And then they said, you better invest that every month. And his 100%. agent said, they'll be calling you, you every to. month yeah. and making sure you're putting that in a savings account. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart. Did it surprise you what goes on behind the scenes? No, not nah, really. I, I don't I think it surprised it me. Yeah. I just... Um, the ang- yeah, but did you know? But the pressure of what's going on, the anxiety of I think the what pressure, the players are going the through. The pressure is quite sad, actually. Yeah. I think the pressure is quite sad. You can see him there with one, like, uh, what's it, Kaladzic? Yeah, with his missus, his, yeah. his little kid there. You can see the, pr- gone. the pressure. Yeah. You know, the pressure. I think, more I think and more. that was that was quite intense to see because I think you imagine that, but when you see it, you know, like buying a ticket to the Wolves game and just turning up and hoping that you're going <laughs> to yeah. create a meeting with someone oh, to then get the next stage, you know, just desperately trying to make it happen. And and in this doc, you know, a lot of the deals did happen, but obviously there are tons that never, never go through. Never go through. Yeah. Speaking of which, oh, Alessia Russo, uh, we've got to yeah. talk about it because <laughs> yeah. that uh, that absolute bombshell came out what wow. the day before the window closed. So what was it? What was the first offer flow? Four hundred. Four hundred. Right. So I think you know a lot of people will know that Alessia Russo's contract is up in the summer, and talks have stalled between her and Manchester United about a new contract 
Um, she's she's at the end of a kind of already extended deal, and it seems you know like she she wants to take a a, a next challenge and and move away from Manchester United. And I think what's really important to to talk about here is that women's football is very different to men's football in a sense that if this was in in the men's game, a lot of clubs would say, right, she's going to go for a free, likely in the summer. Yep. So we'll accept the cash and not lose her for nothing. But I think this kind, this whole deal, I think, really shows a unique side of the women's game where clubs don't necessarily need to take the money because that transfer revenue is not going to be what really drives their budget. Because with a club like Chelsea and especially Arsenal, they're spending well beyond the money that their transfer revenue is bringing in because a lot of the re- a lot of the budget is going to derive from the parent club, yeah. from the Premier League club. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. don't necessarily need to take the money and run. They can afford to sit on their hands because it's more worthwhile for Manchester United, in their opinion, to keep Russo, try and win the league, league. Mm-hmm. probably definitely qualify for the Champions League and have her for four months or whatever rather than sell her to a rival. And I think that's what's really interesting because so I saw, I certainly felt, you know, in the case of Manchester United where they should be spending more and are a huge global brand, for them to say, we'll turn down 400, 450, half, half a, mil, a million, which yep. is, would be what the record at the moment is 400, which is mm. what Barcelona played for Kieran Walsh mm-hmm. in the summer. That to, to say we are not interested is a bold move given they're probably guaranteed Champions League. Yep. And they could use 400k and prove to the board. Mm. Now we've got the money. Yeah, let's 500k. I think because yeah. like, it was funny, it ended yeah. up being 500. 500k in yeah. the end. You know what? Crazy. I, the, the thing, what made me very uncomfortable with it in the end, is that if Arsenal were going to go like that, then they should have made sure it happened because one, they part, left it very late. They very left late. it too late for me. And and what, who I feel sorry for is is Cena Blackstenius because she was she part she, of the deal. But they, all of a sudden, bam, she's thrown in it. So how does she feel? You know what I mean? Like, how does she how feel do you like that? You know, it's You know what? And I'm just, I'm just hoping because we're talking about a player that it might be a little bit low on confidence as it is. Yeah. Giannis is the one who brought her in. Yeah. And she's so a, we're talking about yeah, and, and player, you know, yeah, and she's a good player. I could yeah. see what he'd want because like what Cena gives, you know, stretching, holding up the number nine play because that's what Arsenal need. They need a number nine. So I'm very surprised that they threw her in the deal simply because it's not like even when Viv comes back. And that we don't need a, we another need, number nine. We need them. We, we need, need them, we need yeah, both of them because 100%. we don't just need one. It's almost like the men's. With the men's, we need we need we need two. This is why hopefully following Balogun comes back and then we have a real tussle for the number nine. And I think with Arsenal's women as well, you didn't need to throw Steena in there. You didn't need to throw her name in at all. So when Steena gets thrown in there now, what is there a conversation that's happening with her at the same time? Because there you don't just say, okay. We, we want Russo. We'll throw in Blackstenius as well. Like, is she aware? So, she has to be aware of that I'm, conversation. I'm not happening. sure, but I would. I, I just hope I that she's if, okay. I, I, I hope mean, she's I, okay. I don't know when, in, in the case of when there's a a, a player thrown mm. into a deal, what the timeline is on things. But. Yeah, but if it, yeah, but flow, like you said, it's it was very late that they done this. So had to be. It, it would have had to, to have been yeah, rushed. Whereas been sometimes, rushed. obviously, you've got time to prep that if the offer does get accepted this is what then thinking. the player needs mm. to agree to do it as so well so then but what that says again is is that if if, if Alessia Russo was going to come then Stina like uh, she's her uh, head spinning because all of a sudden but I'm, oh, I'm going to Manchester she's United exactly you know and, and I think that they didn't deal with that particularly well mm. in that situation it's because also, we now yeah. now we need Stina playing at a time we need her scoring 
We need her playing well. Yeah. You know, to be fair, like for some WSL managers, I feel I feel for them. Like we, we were speaking to Rianne Skinner a few weeks ago and she was saying she does all the transfers. Like they don't have necessarily the resources or the staff or the people that are going out there and helping them do that. Mm. Managers are doing that on the ground at a level, actually. You should be on the pitch working on your squad. Mm. You don't have to think too much about, you know, going out there to, to strike these deals, but she's doing all of that. So... When you speak about things being rushed, maybe it's a lack of resource. Do you know what I mean? They don't have the time or the capacity to be able to to offload that to other people, to go and make sure that they're scouting or getting the right kind of players in. So I do get it at the mm. same time. But for Arsenal, that that's a bold move, but far too late. Like, why mm. would you leave it to the last do possible? Yeah. Do it properly. And it's disrespectful, actually, if you're mm. just leaving it so late so at that late. time. Maybe because they're thinking they're throwing so much money at it that yeah. they, they can't refuse it. Well, yeah. that's the thing. In the summer, when... Barcelona were just relentlessly pursuing Kira Walsh. They just kept offering, offering, wouldn't mm. wouldn't let go, wouldn't let go. You know, Gareth Taylor was answering questions about it endlessly. And then eventually City just said, fine, take her. Take and that her. was a similar situation. She would have been available for free in the summer. And they eventually buckled, but Manchester United have decided not to buckle. Now, maybe they feel like eventually they could get a deal with Alessia Russo done mm. for a new contract. But as it stands, it seems like her figures and her agent's figures and the figures that she might get elsewhere are way bigger than she's ever going to get in Manchester United. And that's the gap. And I think what this whole fiasco has exposed is a very different style of squad and salaries in the WSL. You've yeah. got Chelsea and Arsenal who are offering big players big money and the, there's quite a big sliding scale of who's earning what at the top yeah. compared to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then you've got City and United who are trying to have a bit more, like less of a hierarchy and be a bit more of a flat, you know, mm. offer. And I think this is where they're being exposed because it means that the best players are likely out of those four clubs to go to an Arsenal or Chelsea because they know that's probably where they're going to get the maximum because United and City are, seem to be very keen on saying, no, this is what we want to retain. We want to make sure there's not a massive gap between the highest and the lowest earners. And we do mm. see that in the Premier League too. But I think it's very interesting in the context of this league to mm. see that. And also the fact that clubs, because they've got Premier League money driving these budgets, they don't need to accept they half a million. A world to. record fee. They yeah. can say, nah, we'll just no, keep we it for So who's going to be the first million pound player? Or they're saying, what, 2025? I think that's going to be way before that. You think it's going to be before that? 100%. Yeah, well, if, they, if they've gone to that level now, it's not, it's not going to be too, too long not too before, far away. before that happens. For me, the, I think if Sophia Smith goes from the Portland Thorns, mm -hmm. Thorns See, my mouth went all funny there. Is that my teeth? My teeth. <laughs> I think she can go for a million because like what I saw of her, just a flash. She's yeah. unreal, Wembley, yeah. She's, she's going to cause problems. But I was going to say with Alessia, where, where could she go really? Because, okay, Leon might have a gap because of Ada Egerberg. Yeah, You know maybe. what I mean? But she can't go to, she's not going to City. She's not going to Chelsea. She should just stay. Arsenal. You know, I mean, you know, Arsenal looks like, I think Arsenal have not played it well. They could have just like could have tried tried a little bit up because you got to look and you got to take a chance on the fact that well where else can she go that yeah. we can offer her what we're offering her and stuff and there's not many places man yeah I feel like the ceiling's a little bit low at the minute they kind of they kind of like yeah. I don't know they they I like your t-shirt as well though Flo well you Russo, know got, man, the goal, the, the back of heel. the day but I think <laughs> it, the the interesting thing is is that I think for so many players now. There, there's options that aren't just about money, it's about the project too. And I think Leon have lost their advantage of saying we're just going to pay everyone more because other clubs are matching some of the offers that Leon used to be able to trump to everyone go, with. Because now they can say, right, we'll give you the money and the project. 
Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United. Like they've got things to offer them that's not just we're going to have the most money or we're just going to offer you good money. It's about everything. Everything. It's about the brand. Can I I say about Chelsea and their fastiness with Katie McCabe? That was just pure. (laughs) You wait until I see Emma. That was just pure (laughs) mischievousness. You know, just coming in, trying to take Katie McCabe from us. That's never going to happen. You know what? They're I trying, did, they're trying. They tried, they tried. They tried. Can I say, I went and met um, Leah Gorton oh, the other day. I saw that. Did you, it was, you know it was great. I saw the interview last night. Oh, man. And it was, can I just say, Manchester United, pure pure love, man. The os- oh. hospitality. You know, the hospitality. It's class. It's class. It um, and, you know, I, then I looked at some stuff. I, I made the mistake of, like, looking at a couple of comments. Why did I do that? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Because I can't help it. It's the plaster. (laughs) The plaster weren't ready to come off. Nah, man. You should just ignore them. Don't read the comments. Yeah, but then I'm just saying, yeah, a real club, all the foolishness. But the thing is, is that um, the interview with her was amazing. And one of the most, what stood out the most for me, I should say, was uh, talking about England. Did you hear that bit, Flo? Yeah. About the intensity and how much pressure it is Mm -hmm. and, I remember when she said it, because I said, are you okay with speaking about English? She said, absolutely fine with it. Because I think she wanted to set a couple of things straight because she obviously loves her country. She loves playing football. But I thought it was very, very brave of her um, to, to say, no, no, no. I, you know, this is not for me. I, I just feel like right yeah, now right where I am, it's, just, yeah. it's not for me. And that should be able to be okay. Yeah, it's a it level should of be maturity, able to be okay. you know. There's a because maturity in that. With, with us... When you're at that level, it's mm-hmm. all about, oh, I got to do it and I want to play for England yeah. and I want to be the best. And some players, some players want to play and just, just leave them. Yeah. Leave them alone. You know, she doesn't want to play for England because she thinks that the intensity of the group and what's going on, especially in England, what is now expected to do stuff, especially in England with, with so much competition for places. If you can recognise in yourself that, you know what, I'm not kind of, I don't think I'm the person who can deal with that kind of scenario. That's I really, think that's very brave. It's brave, but it's also interesting as well. It's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that to Roscoe because, like, I've, it's not you don't see it. You no, don't see you it don't. Much. You, you don't, don't see it much because I guess when you go into elite sport, you're like, right, okay, there, there are levels to it, right? And then you know the top is representing your country. Mm. So when you turn that down for a reason being that you cannot necessarily handle or not ready for that level of intensity, that that makes me question a couple of things. But not in a not in a necessarily negative way. No, completely. but you should be able to question it because but it like, makes me question. Because you're trying to go to you want to be the Maybe best, right? You do, right? So I just like I said, you know, obviously I wasn't built that way. Yeah. But there's people who are. Definitely. And I'm quite pleased that she's brave enough to be able to just say, say that. Yeah. And be able to take whatever comes with that because it's some people are just like that. Yeah. You know, some people are like that. But like like I was like you, Jeanette, yeah. where I was thinking. So, so what's, what's the drive? What, what, what's, like, what, what is driving you? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the drive? What, what's the, um, the end goal then? Mm. I also think when you, when you look at someone who, like Jen Beattie just announced yeah. that she was retiring from international football, right? And she spoke a lot about just really looking forward to having the break that you get when there's... Yeah. When there's she did mention that, Leah. She did say, I just... I want to spend time with my partner. I want to do. I because just want to do stuff. Th- because if you leave do, her alone, yeah, maybe if you're, football, football, so happy if for you're her. part Everything. of the international team, I mean, in the context of Jen Beatty, she um, was called up to the under 19s when she was 14. Wow. She'd been playing senior football, Jeez, I think, since she was lot. 16. That's, you know, can I just so, say something for a quick? 
That's ridiculous to call up a 14-year-old at that stage. <laughs> that is just ridiculous <laughs> to go with a 19. It but doesn't also, make no difference. Was, she was very good and it was a different era, right? Yeah. So the development and the squad size was much different. You wouldn't probably find that age no, gap no, now no, because no. the way that UK football's developed in the women's game is that there's much more kind of bigger age categories, right? So you're going to have more of a depth to, to, and pool to choose from. But when she first started playing international football there weren't a lot of people to pick from no. and so of course she's At talented 14. and she's also big so she's going to be go- playing up at age group but she had got 140 caps for Scotland right through her her career and she just said that was just endless like you never get a break, break because mm. you'll finish a WSL game on a Sunday or you know she's played around the world and you would then go straight in a car that would take you then to your camp for what 10 days mm. and she's played in Australia she's played in <coughs> France and she was saying, like, I saw Scott, my Scottish teammates more than I saw my own family. And it was really nice to have that, you know, thing that bound us together and, mm. and get a sense of home. But also I actually want to have, have my family and I want to hang out. But the thing is, Flo, for me, do you know what? You can't play sport forever. Do you know mm. what I mean? You'll get to a certain point in your life. Your legs just stop working. Do, yeah. This is yeah. and it's the end. So there is. I, I, I can sit here now as a retired athlete. You know, Unks as a retired elite. athlete. Elite. We try. We try. <laughs> and say, actually, you know what? There are, there are elements of your career that you wish you'd enjoyed a little bit better. Mm. You can say that now, mm. but then when you're in it, like you're, you're, to- you're in it, you're, you're tunnel in vision, it. Man. Yeah, you're so it's, it's, it's mad. So you are listening to Leah and hearing her say that, I love that for her that she's thinking, you know what, this is me. Mm. But there may be a point in her life she's thinking, right, what would happen mm. if I'd push that's, yeah, that's the if, thing. That's the if. thing. Because that's what you don't want. And you know what? I didn't think that that was the interview to say what. Yeah, but what? It, that wasn't interview. Yeah. At some stage, as she goes on, as she keeps doing well, hopefully, she fingers crossed, she yeah. keeps doing well. Then you know, when you sit down with her properly, that's when you say, "So what? Are you? What about your what if, mum? When you mm-hmm. finish, are you going?" And that is an interview I will hope to have with her yeah, at a definitely. later stage because, like I say, people should be left alone to make their decision. Mm. You know, because what you want for Leah to, for her to continue to do what she's doing, playing well, scoring goals, force herself in there simply because of the way she's playing. And then she can have a nut. She can then, when she's ready, she can say, you know what? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm ready, ready now. I feel like I'm ready now. And this, this is why I enjoyed, I enjoyed the interview with her. Refreshing, honest, yeah, isn't yeah, it? I love it. Yeah. It's funny because that's why I feel like I'm gravitating more towards the women's because I feel like I get more. You get honesty. It makes me feel warmer. Yeah. I feel warm. You feel warm. Because I'm getting pure energy and love, love from them and truthfulness. I might give her some flowers. I think give her some flowers. Give her some her flowers honesty. for her bravery. Hmm. Who are you getting flowers to this week? I'm going to give flowers to Fullerine Balogun. Come on. Mm. Come on, Fullerine. You know when you Friends see, you see when like, these, these young British Nigerians are coming in, yeah? And Come their on. parents are looking at them. Look at Balogun. Yeah. doing so well. <laughs> wow. You know what? I'm, ple- I'm pleased for him. A guy that's had a lot, of, um, a lot of hype around him, rightly so, because he's a fantastic player. Gone to France now at Rennes on loan from Arsenal and is killing it. 14 yeah. goals, I think he's scored. In 20 games? In 20 games. Oh. So, you know what I mean? I'm pleased for him because, again, he's somebody that's had to leave, go over there to a foreign, foreign country, learn culture, learn language, and he's killing it. Like, well, what would you yeah. say? Mbappe, he's got, he's got 14, Mbappe's got 13. Yeah, so he's above Mbappe. He's, he's got mad. to get flowers for what he's doing. And you know what? It's great for Arsenal because they've got another striker out there doing big things. <laughs> so hopefully, you know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see when he comes back. I want to see how that works out. But like, he's got to get flowers for that. Because that hat trick was brilliant. And he's it speaking nice. French at the minute, right? He's like learning he's, French, fluent. Do you know, it's like he's fluent. He's got a dance. He's fluent French, you know what I mean? But the thing is, you have to look at it. It's probably... 
He's, he's, he's got his, he's kind of like communication yeah. with them, man. Because like, if you're doing what you're doing and you, I tell you when a good sign to see if you're getting on with everybody is how many people come and celebrate with you. Know you I was thinking about that yesterday. I was watching a couple of old clips and it's interesting who celebrates with who in it. Who was always with you when you were celebrating? Lee Dixon. Every single time. Lee Dixon and Kevin Campbell. Every single time. Celebration. They're, they're there, bro. They're there for the party. <laughs> Some of the times I've I've looked back and seen goals and there's no one's came over to me, but I'm thinking, man, <laughs> maybe I ran too far. Maybe I ran they were too still far. Walking, yeah, no, I'd be you know touched. I mean? You know, I'd be so touched. Like yeah. if you score a banger, like none of your people are there. Sometimes you're like, yeah. Oh. yeah, but sometimes you know, it's only when you look back on it and I say, why don't he come? He's coming, but look, he stopped running five yards early. Like, Chama, we we'll have tired, to come over tired. here just to make it look good. But like, no, that's always a good sign, Jeanette, when players are celebrating with you. Mm. And so when you see that, he's obviously doing something right. But I'm pleased for him because, like I say, what he's doing is, is for his career and for, for what he's trying to do in the future, making people see what he's got. He obviously can't get the opportunity at Arsenal at the moment. So he's gone out there. I think he's got two years left. So yeah. it's going to be interesting when he gets back. But I'm pleased that it's going well for him. Hat-trick uh, for following Balogun. And you know what I mean? I've got to give him flowers for that. Giving him flowers. Lovely. Flowers for, for, for you following. Following Balogun. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great but together we're so much better that's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500 Trust Atlassian Software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, Use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Jeanette, you know what happened with me the other day with one of my daughters? Because she's at the age, she's coming into 13 now. And for the last, I'm not even joking. I love <laughs> look, your girls, by the way. Look, honestly, Jeanette, <laughs> honestly, I, look, at my, look at my body language. Yeah, I know, man, it's all changed. It's What's coming now because they're, 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 they're going into that path now, especially lo, like my <laughs> oldest. Seen the uh, light. Lo, oh, my, God, my tell oldest me. out the two. She's, um, she's, she's going into, she's going into the, the thir- she's 13. God, and she's got some friends now, her and her friends that, and, for the last, I'd say, don't fucking laugh, man. Come on, you two, please help me. Please. Um, for the last, like, I'd say two years, the pressure, mm. because I won't let her go on anything. Mm. Right, no social media, oh. no nothing. It's only, it's not long ago that I, she got, she got Snapchat. And that was like, honestly, the, the, the house is like, I was, I was walking around the place like, oh. the, the floor was lava, man. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know where to step because yeah. I said no. So she got Snapchat so she can be with her friends. But then we make sure that it cuts off at a certain time because yeah. what's happening with that now is that things are happening in there 
Because it disappears, right? Mm. Yeah. So then now, then you're getting calls. Now she's getting calls from mums. Well, this happened and I think she said this and that happened and this one. And she's upset because that happened there and this and that. And I said, Jesus Christ. And so the other day we heard from the group about three or four of them and they've all got certain, certain problems, man. (sighs) Certain problems with what they watch on Instagram, what they watch, what they hear from social media with the thing, with the, striving for per, per, like for perfection. perfection oh my god and like so the other day we heard something not so good about a couple of the girls in the group and so we had to sit down and have that chat mm. about understanding why so we went through all the problems that they had and thing like that and i said and we said to her what is the common denominator in all of this for all of them that you are not involved in and she sat down and said to me she said i don't know I said, social media yes i said social media you're not on it do you understand? Do you see it? You see it now. Did you know what? Do you, but do you think she's relieved then? Do you think you know she what? gets you it know or what? is she still what? desperate no, to no, go no, on? No, no, Flo, because, no, 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 Jeanette, because like even, even yesterday when we was talking, we kind of was talking about the social media and she was very, she was very like matter of fact about it. Yeah, 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 it's fine. No. Because she's seen firsthand because mm. she's somebody that all of them come to. So the teachers approached us the other day and said, I'm really you know, you've got to really keep an eye on her. She's like a radiator for these lot. Everybody comes to her. And then, my, and then that's what Nancy's telling me the car. And then my youngest said, yeah, she's like the one that gives all the heat. <laughs> right? And what they're doing, they're taking all that heat. So Lola's staying cold. <laughs> we said, thank you, Roxanne, but we're just trying to do something here. But that's what the teacher said. And she said, well, you just got to keep an eye on her because mm. sometimes just burst into tears because she's got so much to talk Mm. about so once we started to talk to her and tell her about it and this and that she's starting to slowly realise okay yeah I get it it's fine I I think I'm from an interesting generation because I kind of grew up with half of my school life in social media and then as soon as I finished school social media just Everywhere and went yeah. up a mm. notch. Yeah. So I started with like Bebo when yeah. I was first at school. That came out when I was maybe like. 11 was there or anyone 12. to say no? You can't. And my, we had MySpace. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and parents then didn't really understand it. So we had just MSN. It. We had yeah. MSN in primary school, yeah, and yeah. there were a few situations around that where friends of mine yeah. had like you know, like weird messages from like old men on the yeah. internet and stuff yes. like that, like scary yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And then we have Facebook. They came when I was like maybe in year nine. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, it was like everything. It was Snapchat Chat, came when I Instagram, left. Instagram, Twitter, Chat, everything kind of exploded TikTok, when I left school. But God. we had BBM. That was a big one. That's we had BBM on, on the Blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesus. I think I was lucky in a way that all of this stuff <laughs> only came afterwards because for parents right now, there is so much. And for my friends that are teachers, my partner who's a teacher, the stuff that they have to deal with online with, cyberbullying and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I think from my personal experience, I made a lot of mistakes online as a teenager. Like but you're a kid, you're, 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 things learn, online. you're learning online. Yeah. And I think if I had had someone in Ian's mm. case, like a parent mm. or, or, or a teacher or a peer who, who'd said, you know, and had, we'd had more training. I know schools do do training with young people about it, but say, look, be careful, yeah. be careful because yeah. You know, what you firstly, what you post on the internet can live forever. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you know, this is not a game. This mm-hmm. is, you know, the, yeah. the big wide world. And you can be exposed and you can also, you know, expose yourself in many ways and you can be exposed to other things. And I think if I had a, if I had a, a child right now or like young people in my life, I would, and I've said this to my half brothers as well, it's like, be careful because 
people. That is that is everything. Yeah, you know what, Gina? It's this. It's the problem I had. But like I say, with the last two years, is the the fact that the teasing that goes around for not oh you you can't be on oh you're not on it oh. and how does she yeah, find you know, she gets upset about that no, right? what, what this is what I'm saying the the two years leading up I've had to do it I said yeah. I don't care. I said I don't care yeah do you not realize you know what I mean it's to the point I remember some of the times she didn't even want to talk to me just walk but I said you know what I will leave her because she'll realize because at some she, stage she, because I feel like yourself. yeah I feel like I have to do this mm. because in 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 years to come she will she'll appreciate it. so you have to go through the hard lines so she's not got a phone or anything no 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 she's got a phone but yeah. she's she's only got Snapchat, but she has to go off at a certain yeah. time of the night because then what was happening was they go to they go in their bedrooms nine tens and they're doing the Snapchat and this is where the foolishness yeah, comes. Yeah, it's crazy. The nighttime is the worst time. This is where the foolishness and, comes. And it's funny because I've, my little boy is seven, right? And I look and I see you know kids of his age. Like I've got friends at a similar age, and their mm. kids are on TikTok. Wow. They've got their and I'm like. My son wouldn't even know how to log into these things. Mm. And I'm thinking, am I babying him? And actually mm. the answer is no. Nope, nope. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, the brain is so formative at that age. Like the way that it can just completely yes. be molded yes. is insane to me. So my husband and I, we're like, okay, we're going to try and hold out as long as we can. And I know there's going to be a point where, you know, the question's going to come, mum, dad, can I have a phone or can I have this or can I log on to that? And I guess, you know what? We're in a position, right? Where... We're quite social media savvy. Mm. I'd like to think we are. Mm. So we have an idea. So you can, you know, filter that down to your kids. There are some parents out there, they have no mm. idea. No. And they just let you go onto these apps and they have no idea what can actually happen. But the reality is you're doing things the right way. You've got to trust your gut, you know? But the thing is that she didn't get her, she didn't get her f- um, first phone until she was 12. So Perfect. you can imagine leading into that. Oh my gosh. It, it, all the pressure because like you've got girls at school with the latest one. Mm. So and they, that's the thing, I grew up, we, I had a Motorola flip phone and mm. then I got a Blackberry, I think, when I was 16 and that was a big deal. Yeah. But all it had was BBM. Now, it's like every kid the age 11 is going to have a smartphone straight away. Is, is that, all so, those apps. So you have to go through that pressure. Of, yeah. And so then you got, like my youngest now, because like the pressure's building up and up. So she wants, she wants it. Well, it doesn't work like that because it be, when you're 12. So we need that now because we need to know when she's doing the netball, when she's coming back yeah. from the hockey and this and that. We need to know she can she can text us at a certain stage because they're not allowed with it in the in the in the classroom and stuff like that. She can text us at a certain stage so we know what's going on. So we need to know where she is. Ugh. We've got the thing on her phone where we know exactly where she is at any point. I think Nancy put that on mine funny the <laughs> recently. <laughs> but I, saw. I also think it's important to acknowledge yeah, as well did. that but people will make mistakes and kids will make mistakes and you got to let it's, them. you you got to let them as no, well. No, no, but I, yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather be very strict on it now so as I know that you know from for me being the adult in this situation knowing what's happening with social media out there I am going to le- I'm going to say no for as long as I'm going to say no for simply because I know I'm doing the right thing for her head right now. You know what I mean? There's too much there's 13 year olds now that know so much it's not meant to be like that. It's not meant to be like that. This is making me feel sick. No, no, no. This is what's happening. And my daughter's what? She's my daughter's four next month. This month. Don't worry about it. Ten years. Not worth worrying about. I'm gonna fall down. My husband's gonna have to get a hench, you know. Also, you know, like just put on like size. No, make himself look imposing. They'll be they'll they won't even exist in ten years' time. I really hope like Twitter will be done by then. I hope like in ten years' time we're on the other side of it where it's like actually the kids are like, that's not even cool to do that anymore. And they wanna be mad private. Do you know what I mean? There's no not this thing to kind of Put yourself out there too much, but it is frightening, and I don't know how parents are dealing with it. I'm sorry. You know something? What I would, that's all I would say is the way that they are nasty to to each other is is move them out of their groups mm. and say stuff like that that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I'm just I'm just pleased now that 
Man's just like, I don't business. <laughs> You're not going on. But when, well, so hold on, just for very, very quickly then. With, 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 do you think it's different with the girls versus the guys? I think that all kids are, all kids you know are women's online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? With the sure. guy, like obviously I'm not dealing with young guys on it. Um, so I'm dealing with my mm. girls. And what's out there for girls is, is lies. Yeah. It's lies. And so this is why when I'm saying no, I just need to, I just need to scroll through a couple of things. And I say, this is why. Thank you. This yeah. is why she's not coming. She'll go on there when her mind is not polluted with the perfection of Instagram life. Yeah. So when she goes on, she'll know. Because we even make jokes now saying, uh, let's do, okay, pose her a picture. And then we're posing. Like, okay, Instagram pose. <laughs> you know, you, you do something else. So we, we already taking the mickey Straight out of it. She away. already knows. I, so. I think what the, what it shows the most important thing out of anything is also just communicate with your kids. Yes. Explain yeah. why. Don't just say, no, no. you're not no, having no, no. it. Exactly. It's say, this is why I think I don't think you should have it. I think that's the most yeah. important. Not even just from a parenting thing, like even with your friends is talk about these things. If mm. you are having issues online or if you're, you know, you struggled in the past, like I like to talk about the mistakes that are made online because I think it's important for people to know I that. Think they need mm -hmm. to know. And I think it's, as a parent, you have to be upfront about it and say, this is why I don't think it's a good idea and that's why we're doing it. Not just say, no, no, no not after no. it because yeah. you drive people away by doing that. Yeah, and the thing is, what you do is you drive them to someone else because remember, you still have to say to her, when you go to hers, make sure that you're not on those TikTok things. It's true. The other day, she was you just quickly, the other the day, honestly, I'm so, who's that? That girl looks like her. <laughs> I said, you know what I mean? Like one of one of her friends, I think she's on something. She was on something. Um, we took a twelve-year-old, fifteen thousand views. I said, oh. I said, I said, he's gonna be like, get your face pixelated on that video. I was like, your brain's what? not I designed said, for you're, that. You're not, you're not meant to have that. Not you can't that have that at that age. And that was that was the one. What I said, right? Come on, sit down. It's time to talk. <laughs> what was she it's doing? Just dancing talk. on the video. I don't know what she's doing because I'm not interested in what she's oh doing. Oh my gosh. So, you know, so that's so that's where I am with it. I'm sorry I had to do that. Um, Daddy with a 13-year-old daughter just giving man <laughs> pure We've got to start a new agony art corner where yes. parents can well, yeah, write in. Can write in. Write in. Mail bag, write in. And be yeah. strong with them. Be strong with them. It's be for their firm. own good. Be I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I'm going to have to say, you're going to have to go. You know what? If, you, know, you know, I'm going to go and you don't just lock up behind you. Can I? Yeah, man. Yeah, because, thank you. Yeah. I'm tired, man. No, you're tired. <laughs> and you, how's your mouth go? It's bad. Jeanette needs to rest and sleep. Look at my face. <laughs> Guys, honestly, I'm so depressed about my face. Do you sometimes forget that it's there? Does it hurt you, though, when you yeah, touch it? a little it? bit. So yeah. make sure that you don't touch and it and then you have to ice, Yeah, I know. Just, do I still look, do I still look pretty, so, guys? So, you still look great. Thank you. You're beautiful. <laughs> you just need some, you need some, what's it called? Salt water. Salt water. Salt water and gar gargle some salt water. Okay, I will do. I remember when I was younger, you. my mum used to say, because I, I never used to do it, I didn't put the salt in and I'd gargle it. And then she, 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 she one time she tasted it and she was no salt in it. So she made it and she made me half the gargle it. Like, salt I was water. gagging. I was it's like, good for mm, you. Mm, it's good for you. Mm. <laughs> Take it easy, Flo. See you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Tea on Sunday at West Ham, yeah, I think. So, yeah, West Ham, yeah. West Ham, West Ham Arsenal. Arsenal. I'm there. I'm there. All the best. See you soon. Bye. I love you, man. Love you too. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks very much for, for listening. Thanks very much to Jeanette Kwashi. Thanks very much to Flo Lloyd Hughes. We'll see you again next week. Um, whatever you're doing, have fun doing it. Watch out for social media, man. Just watch out. <laughs>